0: This week on the Jockey Nerd Podcast, we're reviewing the Ben Affleck-directed movie Air, plus big geek boner for the latest Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Geek boner! Breaking down all the announcements from this year's Star Wars celebration, new trailers for Indiana Jones, Barbie, The Mandalorian's crazy cameos, and more, all in this edition of the Jockey Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 10th, 2023. Hey, what's
1: up? It's Taylor Grey, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Check. Check. One. All right. This is Roy Clouds out there. Let's
0: give it up. Hello, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's a nerd. And joining us, a fella who actually lives in a size 16 pair of Air Jordans. Uh, it's Rug Boy. How's, how's the room in there, rugs? It's pretty roomy. (laughs) There was an old felty that lived in a shoe. I like my shoe's tongue, you know, if you know (laughs) what I mean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tongue in the slack hole. Yeah. Uh, Something happened. Shoe tongue, of course. Yes, the shoe tongue. Uh, uh, Anthony, are you wearing Air Jordans for this recording?
2: Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not. No.
0: Do you own a pair?
2: I actually don't own a pair of Air Jordans.
0: All right. Well, we'll get into why later. Do you have a pair of Air Jordans anymore no but i did have one at one time back in my youth i think it was like three or four right um i have but- a few but you i
1: could get them pretty cheap with their kid size ones so uh
0: oh all right oh. yes air jordans look under your seat listener there's the prayer of air jordans just for you thanks for showing up sure now everybody like yeah, one,
2: one lucky listener underneath their seat right now one of you of air
0: right air now listening has a pair of brand new air jordans under your seat congratulations Uh, sorry i can't make that happen wish i could that'd be fun anyways look we have a lot to discuss this week let's get to it the jock and nerd podcast we're gonna break down a lot of big star wars news uh in a little bit anthony's favorite thing big star wars fan love it yeah over there Can't wait (laughs) yeah i know you're jones and you're drooling Uh, But before we do that, we're going to talk about uh, a trailer that I'm literally drooling over. I've been drooling ever since this thing dropped. Why? It is the second new trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm already... Geek Boner! I I can't hit this enough for this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Full-on Geek Boner. Lots of things to unpack here. The international trailer also featuring a different opening that made me go, Geek Boner! Oh, boy. What are they doing here? Uh, so let's get some reactions because I'm just going to gush over all this Anthony uh, what do you think of this new Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse trailer we get a little more story here which is interesting
2: yeah I mean um, I'm obviously probably not as big a fan of Spider-Man as you but I did like it Uh, it looks like we kind of saw this in the first trailer but Miguel O'Hara seems to be the bad guy in this yeah and it seems like Uh, what's his face miles has been called into the spider-verse or he's meeting all the spider-men but he can't get out and he wants to get out because he wants to save someone's life but for whatever reason they can't let him out because maybe that'll destroy the multiverse or some sort of shit like that and um, yeah it looks good looks fun it looks like it's gonna be similar to the first one where it was fun but there was a lot of heart and we get a lot of the spider people that we saw in the last one. And oh it looks like God. this one, he's developing more of a relationship with Gwen and we get fat Peter back with a kid. And now we get all these other versions of Spider-Man, which I know uh rug boy just loves when they do a million of versions of Spider-Man. So. All,
0: all the spider people. So I like
2: it. It looks good to me. And um, yeah, that's, oh, that was, man. that's me.
0: Yeah. This whole deal it, it kind of alludes to that. You see the shot of his father falling. Does he, Is it he has to save his dad? It's the sacrifice of one versus saving uh, everybody, the whole multiverse. But man, the spider people! You see the Spider-Man from the PlayStation game. You see Ben Riley Spider-Man drawn just like the comics. That was a nice little touch. Uh, Rugs, how did this hit you? This trailer. This is just
1: the way I feel about this whole uh, franchise. Is is this a miles Morales franchise or is this a spider verse franchise well, is what's bringing people into the theater miles Morales, or does he need the supporting cast of 5,000 Spider Men and women and pigs and whatever you want to throw <laughs> in there, uh, to make the movie palpable. And I think that that is a question we should ask ourselves. And, um, obviously you know my feelings on dan slot and how he doesn't think peter parker is enough for a spider-man movie or a spider-man comic series he has to inundate it with fucking a million spider-men and that's why i was like okay i don't like this i would like to just see a miles morales movie sure um it'd be nice to just get into his character and i they are doing it i think they are that's the central driving force of the movie but I find it distracting that there's all these characters. I find it like, I don't think it's cute that we have like all of these little Easter eggs all the fucking time. Like we're, we've, we've done that a thousand times. So it's like my anticipation is I'm, I'm into seeing Miguel I'm O'Hara. I'm into seeing miles. I'm into seeing Gwen um, because they're central to this story. But I would also like to see if miles can just hack it without the spider verse mm. as well mm. without any yeah. spider verse as sure. well
0: he's always like he's been the central emotional core of the stories and he's going to be the heart and i hope you know it doesn't to your point doesn't get sidelined or overpowered
1: but there's no way he's going to get sidelined
0: yeah because they won't do that to this character they
1: I, but i do think that is there the own mythology without the verse is it, does it exist? Because Spider-Man's got his whole story that unfolds, you know, with Doc Ock and this and that, blah, blah, blah. All of the all the bad guys that pop up in New York and they become recurring characters. Harry and, you know, all those things like that are, we don't have any of that yet. We just have other ancillary characters from other universes popping in. And I just feel like that weakens the whole thing. But I, it's going to be a fun time. No doubt it's going to be an entertaining film, but I do get suspicious.
0: I mean, has he had his Uncle Ben moment? You know, there's that line about how, you know, and it's kind of like a morbid line about if it wasn't for Uncle Ben, none of us would be here. I feel like they're going to give him a, a, a he's going to have to make he a have big that with his uncle. Well, yes, his uncle. But he's like close up with his cousin. Yeah, his but if the you do it to one of his parents now, it gets even more personal he gets his big he's sacrifice. he's already a hero. Yeah, he There's no that.
1: point in doing it.
0: But, yeah,
2: yeah, you don't need to have a... I, he's I, already I would disagree. Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I would disagree. I don't think you need an Uncle Ben moment for Miles. Miles mm-hmm. what's, what defines Miles is that he, he's inherently doing the right thing all the time right. already. Right. He, yeah, never, he never Parker, needed that.
1: Peter Parker was consumed with kind of uh, his ego when he got the powers, right? He wasn't using them properly. Like, even though he deep down was a good kid, he got drunk on his own power and the Uncle Ben lesson, like, got him back onto the path and be- made him, uh, start to care about, uh, people instead of himself. Miles is already a hero without any of those things. Um, so I don't know if this movie's necessary. <laughs>
0: He's just taking charge of his destiny here. You know, he's going to take charge of his fate regardless of what he, you know, Miguel says, because you do this, everything ends possibly
1: like, I do think that the, one of the great things about miles is that he grew up in a world with a Spider-Man. Right. right. And when he found out that he needed to kind of step up and be the new Spider-Man when uh, in his universe, Peter Parker dies like in the comic books. Right. Yeah. That's kind of a cool, noble thing to do because of like it's if you've been you've been kind of modeling your life after this hero and you're trying to fill these giant shoes. And I think that's a different story than Peter Parker. He doesn't need an Uncle Ben moment. He doesn't Uh, need any of that. That's what makes him unique. That's what makes him different than
0: Peter. But whatever. That may be like the conflict in the plot of this. Like I could see them diving into that. That'd be Uh, great. Let's talk about the multiverse for a second, because Spider-Man 2099 does well, have do want, a lot. You want to hear
2: the premise real quick? Because yeah. I'm seeing yes. it on Wikipedia, and yes. it's like, it adds a little bit of context to everything okay. we're seeing. So, okay, it says when Miles Morales is unexpectedly approached by his best friend and love interest Gwen Stacy to complete a mission to save every universe of Spider People from a mysterious new villain who could cause a catastrophic disaster, Miles is up for the challenge. He and Gwen journey through the multiverse together to meet its protectors, a group of spider people known as the Spider Society, led by Miguel La However, Miles finds himself at odds with Miguel and the Spider Society on how to handle the threat.
0: Oh, interesting. So you see the threat. Also, it's that character Spot that looks kind of looks like a dude with vitiligo, so I can relate. He looks like (laughs) I looked like growing up. Just a bunch of My spots didn't have the dimensional portals, though. That would have been fun. Right, uh, but he is. Your made spots up just of- led to your asshole. <laughs> yes, they all pointed to the treasure well, over that's here. That's why. That right. Why there? What are they pointing at? No, Spot <laughs> is a weird character, but he's kind of a cool character. He's literally made up of interdimensional portals all over his body, and can leap around from dimension. So he may not be able to control his powers, or it just gets too much. So it's a crazy obscure character. It's kind of cool that he's in this uh, multiverse. Wise Miguel goes. I've had enough with that nerd from Earth 1999.99 and Doctor Strange straight referencing Spider-Man No Way Home. That's crazy. And the second thing is in the international trailer, it starts with shots of and voiceover of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, Spider-Man suits, just the spider part. And you hear them lines from their movies and I don't know, is this a tease? Are they in this? Can I sue Sony if they're (laughs) not in this movie? Because don't fucking tease me like that. Uh, What do you guys think of this this multiversal shit? Like, do you think Miguel, if Doctor Strange made that spell where nobody remembers Peter, is that just in that universe? Does Miguel also not remember that that Peter is Spider-Man? Because he just calls him that nerd.
1: I don't know. Uh, I he must be referring to one of the Spider-Man that we already know. That's what makes it matter, right? So
0: No, he's talking about the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like, the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, is Earth nineteen ninety nine is that Earth. And Earth 616, I believe, is the comic book Marvel Universe. So, he's talking about Tom Holland in the movie and Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, I think... I, I thought I saw somewhere might be wrong that it's confirmed that you'll see some sort of... something with them in it. Maybe not I, like... That's something to, I don't know what exactly it is, but I thought I saw that somewhere. You know, would they throw
0: in live action cameos? Is it going to be them animated? Holy shit.
1: They're not going to be live action. They're going to be animated. They're going to be animated. Uh,
0: that's the whole thing. Is this? Yeah, I guess. Remember in Doctor Strange when they were jumping through universes and they kind of jumped through like an animated universe? I wonder if that's like the Sony universe. I hope they don't do that. <laughs> but okay. They're whatever. Anyways, Miguel is aware of that Spider-Man and that whole spell and what happened. So I can't wait for this. Uh, when is this coming out? June 2nd. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it looks awesome. Geek Booners. Uh, it's one of those things that
1: it, 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 you know it's going to be a fun time, but I'm very, very <laughs> much confused about it. I am find myself perplexed by this whole thing.
0: I love all the Spider-People. Bring them on. <laughs> Give me all of them. Give me all of them. Uh, listener let us know what you think are you hyped for spider-man across the spider-verse you can join this conversation by joining our facebook group it's called jock and nerd nation there is a link in the show episode description it is a closed exclusive group just for you listener i gotta say thank you anthony and all the listeners for the birthday wishes this week (laughs) it was your Uh, birthday now you know what i make 77 look good let's
2: just say that wow (laughs)
1: Are you the same age as David Beckham and Leonardo yes, that DiCaprio? Is the,
0: that is the best post. Ruggs goes in there and posts a picture of David Beckham and says, Imran and this guy are the same age. And I was like, motherfucker. He's absolutely right, and it's not a fair comparison at all. That's why I tell people I'm 64, because they're like, wow, you look good. I was like, thanks.
2: got Happy 96. Birth- I think Lisa Morrison had a funny post, too.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of funny ones. Yeah. People calling me old man. It's fine. I can take it not that old <laughs> I'm only how old did se- you turn 73 no 74 backwards oh, okay reversed figure that out it's not old it's not old at all, old at all. <laughs> but according to the kids like, standards, do you would consider Leonardo DiCaprio
1: to be a, a decrepit old man no no. He's yeah still, so you should feel young Imran
2: he's still yeah I mean hey, uh, Leo's
1: still getting 18 year olds or
2: 20 something year olds yes. wow. you think Imran can pull 20 year olds <laughs>
1: Uh, Are blind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really if don't. You know. Any up.
0: issues? No. What? Sorry. Uh, anyways, all that good stuff is there in our Facebook group. Let's move on. If he on. catfishes a baby, yes, only know. if I catfish him. Will that work with a picture of David Beckham? <laughs> hey, hey, listen. This is uh, how this, old I look. I'm literally, I'm technically the same age as this guy. Is this enough? Uh, listen. <laughs> yes, uh... <laughs> I could have
2: yeah. gone worse too. I have other pictures where it could have been. That one was. Oh, you
0: posted that? Yeah, you posted the, the photo. Of, that was from C two E two. That's mean. It's no. I mean, it's not entirely flattering, but it's not entirely not. I flattering, hate when people
1: post know? when people have pictures of you that are unflattering
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they post yeah. them. Like, I <laughs> feel did like not, that's the biggest s- asshole move. You, you can find a release for this. <laughs> there were some
2: that were like above his head that I could have posted. Oh, that would've been what? good. I would have photoshopped
0: some hair on top of
2: it real quick.
1: <laughs> like, and if it's, this is my my code of conduct. If like if you're in the picture too and you're like, yeah. okay, it's the only picture that we have of both of us together, sure. Then I'm, it's okay. okay. But if you just have a picture yeah. of somebody that looks like shit and
0: you post it <laughs> It goes around posting photos you're of that. other people for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was you the picture was fine. Picture? It was fine. It was no, the picture is not even that bad.
1: Yeah. uh i'm just saying this is, that's what i <laughs> that's, that's what I, he's goes, man that's the shittiest picture I've ever no, seen I the did, world. Horrible. no i don't think that's he the shittiest like shit. picture of imran i think that that's uh moderately shitty but like <laughs> but i just as
0: a rule i just I, I uh don't like that also that is what i look like so what are you gonna do i don't know <laughs> anywho let's move on star wars celebration happened this week oh in in london big deal uh, lots of announcements, lots of trailer releases, lots of uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, fill me in
2: because I, I was okay. hearing this stuff, but oh. uh, I wasn't really paying attention.
0: Okay, so the big thing is they did come out with some movie announcements. We will get to that okay. after we go over. I'm going to go over the Disney Plus TV announcements first, and we'll get to okay. the big movie announcements, which are crazy. So we're going to start with they released a trailer for the Ahsoka show that is coming out later this year, August 2023. Uh, we'll be releasing new trailer. We all watched the trailer. Uh It's it's interesting. There is a lot of stuff going on in this trailer. Rugs, let's start with you. You are a fan of Dave Filoni's Star Wars Rebels. We are now almost getting the entire cast of Rebels in live action. Right. We have Ahsoka. We saw Zeb on Mandalorian. That's Al. right. They're showing us Hera Syndulla, who's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Sabine Wren, who's being played by Natasha Leo Bordizo Chopper is in there, the droid. And you see the back of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And they also confirmed Lars Mikkelsen, who voiced Thrawn on the cartoon, is playing Thrawn in live action. Wow. Not only that, you have Ray motherfucking Stevenson wielding what looks like an orange lightsaber. It's not red. I don't know what color that is. Mm. That's a different color. I think that means something. Uh, what did you think about this one? Did it get you? Are you excited for Ahsoka? Uh
1: moderately. Like I think that all the stuff you just said sounds amazing, but um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Harrison Dula was kind of kind of let down in a way. <laughs> like I'm, I prefer the the cartoon. She is like the best pilot in the whole galaxy. Yes. Right? she's like a badass pilot, but yeah, I feel like it's a bad use of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. But whatever. Um yeah I'm like in theory like sounds great in what I saw it sound it looked in what am I even saying it looked it, it looked, it. Well, it it looked it. a little bit uh flimsy It didn't look as grandiose as I thought it should
0: oh huh. I thought huh. I
1: felt there was a little limp a little floppy yeah. if you ask a floppy Chuck oh yeah. interesting but you know what that doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it looks like there's a lot of money put into it it's It's a story. Am I going to get their hooks in me with the story? And uh, the fact that they're using the lore from Dave Filoni stuff, I think that they're looking for Thrawn. They're looking for Ezra. So there's something there that I'm interested in.
0: So I am looking forward to this. Anthony Ray Stevenson with a fucking lightsaber. Does this do anything for you? Oh, No. No, come on. She's uh, got mean, two lightsabers. She Venice. looks cool. I think she
2: looks cool. I, I don't know anything, so yeah, she looks wow. cool. I like the white lightsabers. I was wondering who that guy was. I guess yeah, Ray Stevenson. I, yeah, I, the name was on the tip of my tongue, and I couldn't think of it. The Punisher himself. Um, he, he
1: looks Jack. Used to be Thor's friend, and now he's uh,
2: now he's out it? somewhere in the galaxy. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm gonna leave the the feedback to you guys because I don't really. I don't really have an opinion on it.
1: I am cautiously optimistic, but I'm not, like, going to get my hopes up.
0: Here's the thing. This is in the Mandalorian universe. Is it going to be that tone? Wait, wasn't there? There there was a shot of that lady from... uh Mon Mothma from Andor. Yes, Mon Mothma is in this, and this is later, like, years later. Like, she has gone through so much bullshit. She becomes, I think, like, the Chancellor of the New Republic or whatever. So at this point with her, she has seen so much fucking corruption and bullshit. Uh, so that was exciting to see. So Mom, we're, in, we're, we're in the post Jedi universe.
1: Yes. Mando timeline. Um, uh, So they're saying that Thrawn is rising to fill the gap that Vader left behind and the Emperor left behind.
0: Well, they make a nod. She calls him heir to the Empire, which is a nod to the Timothy Zahn novels. It was the extended universe, which the story picked up after Jedi and Thrawn was the big bad, right? Is that what happens in the novels? He gets... I don't know um, how to read them, but... uh, I heard they're amazing. Uh, But yeah, and also I think she's looking for Ezra Bridger. You see a hologram of Ezra real quick. You see him as a hologram in that one shot. Right. So spoilers for the end of Rebels, but you remember what happens... There. Rugs. Uh, Ezra disappears. Doesn't he become a Sith or something? That's what well, the rumor doesn't was. does Thrawn like, take him and they, yeah. they, 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 they just go away? And so they, she's looking for They abs- abscond with him, yes. With those space whale things. The yeah, role. that's right. So that's when this is happening. And I'm wondering, is the tone going to be like Mandalorian? Because we'll get to the season of The Mandalorian later. It's all I over I feel like,
1: and this is going to sound really bad, but because... It's not a there's not a male lead that, there, that there's they're not going to make uh, Ahsoka into a buffoon like oh, they are okay. doing with me with with Mando. Yeah. They've done with everybody else.
0: actually badass and get stuff done.
1: Yeah. Like Boba Fett couldn't do shit. And then the other flunky did everything that was badass. Yeah. So,
0: you know, I don't know. There's a lot of female leads I, in this. Yeah. all of. Yeah.
1: Them. I think they're all going to be very competent and they're never going to uh, fuck up at all. So I'm pretty I mean, sure it's I, my, be yeah, my.
0: My excitement is like it's okay, it's middle. I mean, Ray Stevenson forced choking a motherfucker is pretty dope. I'm, I like I'm that. Dead. I'm down to see that. But this live action Rebels also has me intrigued. Um, I'm 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 in. I'm, I got I got a slight geek boner. Geek boner. I, I mean,
1: he's an intimidating dude. He's huge. Yeah, he's yeah. tall. Beard and Beard
0: looks great. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty badass. Yeah, he's a big dude. So that's good. That's a good get. Okay, moving on. The other thing they said, Andor season two is aiming for an August 2024 premiere they did show clips it will be the second and last season that fucking show probably the best thing star wars has done in a long time pretty much so good can't wait yeah, for that. Best since back.
2: Mando one and two. I don't know about this season, of Mando, because oh. I haven't
0: been watching. You better start uh, uh, <laughs> binging because there's only two left, Anthony. Oh, fuck. oh you're missing yeah. out. Yeah. You, you gotta, got two weeks to go. Gotta get see Lizzo. Oh my! Oh my God! Don't no, wait. We will get to it's that. About time. It's about that It is. It's not about that time. In a minute, I'm gonna need a minute. This is Star Wars. Now we will see. Okay. Uh, anyways. <laughs> That's a great song. Uh amazing bassline on that song. Uh they talked about that show The Acolyte uh which is coming out later uh in 2024. The series creator showrunner Leslie Headland, was there. She's calling it Frozen Meets Kill Bill. Uh which is crazy crazy combination of things. Oh okay, so
1: Frozen is a story of a uh princess. Yeah. Who has a power that makes her different. Yep. And then she just fucks off and builds an ice castle. A lot of that, that's the end of the movie, I think. Um, and then they try and kill and her. And then Kill Bill is about a woman who, uh, badass, who is pregnant during her wedding, and the jealous boyfriend blows her brains out, and then she has to come back from a coma
0: and kill that motherfucker revenge kill everyone. Yeah, so this is what we're getting. So this how do you how do you combined. put those two together? So the the timeline of this, this is uh it's about the high republic near the beginning of the prequels, she okay. said. She said this is when the bad guys are outnumbered. They are the underdogs. It's about there's going to be lots of jedis. It's going to there's going to be a wookiee jedi who is played by the guy who played Chewbacca in Solo, same actor. Nice. Um so that's kind of cool. But she did expand on that Frozen meets Kill Bill comparison, basically saying it's going to have it has a largely it also will have probably, I think, a female led cast. So there's going to be the emotion and heart from Frozen with badass modern. She said, I choose Kill Bill because it's the best example of modern martial arts movies, kind of. Uh, So modern martial arts action and the emotion and heart of Frozen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, in in the TV show in live a, in live action, so far she says this is the farthest back in time that they've been in until we get to every the time you say
2: Frozen, I keep I have this uh, audio memory of one of my friends' children just saying Alexa, play Frozen. Oh God, so that's just all I Alexa? keep thinking about when you say Frozen right that now is, so- is Elsa and play Frozen.
1: <laughs> i like the fart version of it let one go let, it let go. one go
0: let one go yeah oh that's perfect <laughs> right, Go so, ahead. that's all act, i got for that okay <laughs> frozen meets kill bill acolyte tv show all right let's and this is this. set in the
2: let me like i'm looking at the the thing right now the timeline yes is set
0: during the old republic no the high republic high republic okay Yes, they've released an official timeline for all the Star Wars shit, and you'll see they're going back in the past, in between movies, and into the future. We'll talk about that. Kind of like the MCU has phases. They got this timeline. So before we get to the timeline, though, here's the big here's the big announcements. Star Wars movies are coming back to the theater. Holy shit! Oh shit! After uh, a very shaky trilogy sequel in a number of years, they've announced. Well, now they had announced movies a while ago. None of that should happen. So we'll see what happens. These movies are going to be announced until they get canceled. Three movies real quick. I'm going to ne- just mention them all. And we'll go back and discuss. James Mangold is getting like a, a Star Wars movie that will go back to the J- Dawn of the Jedi. This one is going to be set 25,000 years before the prequels, in according to the timeline, in the very first age called Dawn of the Jedi. Okay. Second movie they announced: Dave Filoni, who we were just talking about, is getting a movie that's going to focus on the New Republic. That is the era that Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Ahsoka take place in. This possibly wrapping up all the storylines from those three shows. This will be his first movie. And then the third, the most divisive announcement. This one will be interesting to talk about. Uh, Charmin obeyed Chinoy. is an academy award and emmy award winning pakistani canadian director she directed two episodes of miss marvel she is getting a movie that's going to bring back daisy ridley as ray skywalker 15 years after rise of the skywalker and ray is setting up a new jedi order holy shit that's a lot okay let's go back to the first one fucking james mangold who right now In July, he's been working with Lucasfilms. He's done the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny movie. Of course, directed probably one of the best superhero movies on everyone's list, Logan. And Ford versus Ferrari, another fucking great movie. Great director. Uh, The fact that he is setting this 25,000 years before the prequels is amazing. He has mentioned he wants to do like a biblical, epic Star Wars movie. And not only that, he is also simultaneously uh, been tapped by James Gunn to write and direct uh, or just write and direct the swamp thing movie for DC. So Mangold's got a full plate Uh, reactions on this. Anthony, you like the James Mangold. He's getting star Wars.
2: Yeah, this seem, I mean, I like James Mangold, so I don't give a shit about star Wars, but I like James Mangold making this. If you're going to go prequel, they're going 25,000 years back. That's a, pretty long time to go back where you go okay i don't know what's going to happen really yeah so it's 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 not going to fall into the trappings of what a prequel usually is right which is just hitting every note to set up the movie that we've already seen before so i think that's this has potential i do want to point out not to be a super debbie downer but you did point this out earlier so i i'd be remiss without if i didn't say or mention that until these movies actually start getting filmed yes yes I mean, we, we had a Taika Waititi Star Wars. Oh, we so had a um, Weiss Jenkins? and Benioff Star Wars. We had a Patty Jenkins Star Wars. Yeah, we what had happened Favreau rumored to do Star Wars. Yeah, so what happened to any of these fucking things? Amongst, amongst, and this is amongst all the directors that were doing Star Wars movies and then got booted off the Star Wars movies. Um, so we'll see. But this is a good idea.
0: If it happens. Yeah, all these, unless, unless if they can survive. I don't know not if it's getting, a good idea. I just like James. <laughs> how about <laughs> they that? They can survive not getting fired by Kathleen Kennedy. The movies will get, come out. But we'll see. But yeah, look, Ruggs, 25,000 years before, you could do whatever you want and make it cool. Didn't you say you wanted to see? Like, this will be about the very first Jedi and the first Force user and how this came to be. The first Jedi to wield the Force. That's fucking great. I think this is a brilliant
1: idea. Uh, I, I would love to see that. I found that anytime that Filoni touched upon this in Rebels or the Clone Wars or any of his cartoons that he did, I was always fascinated by it. And I'm like, oh, that could be a movie. So yes, I do think it's a great idea. So A plus for that. I would watch that. Uh, I feel like it might make you understand Jedi better or who knows what it is. It could be there's, they, they could do anything with it, pretty much. Um, there are things that we know about kyber crystals and different beings that can harness the force. It'd be interesting how they came up with this religion, this Jedi religion, yeah, and how yeah, they got yeah. they came to this. Thing. I don't know if it's going to even be in depth like that because Star Wars tends to be very surface level. Yeah, but if Mangold wants to make something like really cool, he can. Uh, that's... If he's talking about biblical, like, yeah, that's, that's that's crazy. Like that I'm down for, um, what else we got coming?
0: So the next one, Dave Filoni is getting a star Wars movie focusing on the new Republic. Rumor is, like I said, this is going to be possibly the ending of the shows rolling into this will be like the Mandalorian movie or a big crossover, like an
1: Avengers like type thing where Yes, they're going to take uh, wh- wh- what's what's already existing in this. So you got Ahsoka
0: Boba, F- Manda, the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. And Boba TV Fett. Shows.
1: Yeah. And do we have anything else
0: in the Filoni verse? We got and then we got a uh, bad batch. Bad batch is out there. And I mean, and he's, you know, he's pulling in things from Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, but I don't think he's he's you know, he's directed episodes of Boba Fett. They were they were decent. Uh, we'll see if he can handle a big movie. But what does that mean? Are these shows wrapping up? Will they not have second seasons? Is, you know, uh, It's interesting they're doing it like a Marvel thing where it flows into... Can I just tell you though, I heard Jeff Snyder, I heard some rumors about The Mandalorian, which may make sense as to what's happening this season of The Mandalorian. Uh, two big rumors he mentioned on the Hot Mike show. One was that Favreau and Kennedy got into it because he did not want Boba Fett, I mean, he did not want Mando and Grogu to reunite on the Book of Boba Fett show. We all saw it, and it made no sense. Uh, The show gets hijacked. Why would you reunite these two in a different show? People aren't going to know. It's going to be confusing. Apparently, Favreau did not want this. She made him do it. Uh, And then the second thing he said was Pedro Pascal got into it with Kennedy also. And it is possible that we are not going to see his face at all this season. Uh, which is why he has kind of been sidelined this season of The Mandalorian. Him and Grobu kind of been on the side. It's become the Bo Katan show. Uh and maybe they want to kill him off. I don't I think he may not be happy. Well uh being sat
1: well, Bo Katan is a Mandalorian
0: and the show is called the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's technically the title is not wrong. Maybe the show wasn't just about he wasn't the title character. But those two rumors, along with what's been happening on the show, and this is kind of interesting.
1: That is fucking
2: unbelievable.
1: And uh, whatever. Okay. So whatever. That, that here's, one. here's
2: my thought on it real yeah. quick. Yeah. As a non-Star Wars fan, which I, I, I don't even know if I should be saying anymore because everyone that listens probably knows that. But <laughs> I feel like without Dave Filoni, Star Wars would have kind of petered out a little bit sure you know with all the shows yeah yeah yeah, with fab well also those those animated shows that people like rugs were really into clone wars yep so
0: i feel like
2: you know mando was hot i'm not watching mando right now but he kind of reinvigorated star wars a little bit you know despite these bad movies so i think he's earned a chance to to put something on the big screen and finish out whatever
0: story he had, and if it's a mandalorian movie i think it's the perfect vehicle for for him to direct a star wars movie like it's right in its wheelhouse it's it's dealing with stuff that he loves be right like but mando is funny because mando was hot season one season two this season oh, oh i believe the viewership is down uh it's all over the place it's become very divisive i don't know maybe the love for mando is waning or can they fucking fix this they only have two episodes left it's kind of strange. But just
1: think about this. You had a great bad guy with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. And it all like, came to a crescendo. And then this last post Moff Gideon shit is all. And, you know, he they they kind of ended the series. He separated with Grogu and that yeah, was it. Yeah, like yeah, that, it was over at that
0: yeah, point. Absolutely. That was a good ending.
1: So anything that are doing now is kind of irrelevant. Uh,
0: like that. I don't know. It's it is kind of irrelevant. Dude, like, but um, what the writing they're doing now is undoing a lot yeah. of the big shit they already set up unnecessarily. Undoing yeah, it. you had weird. the whole thing that happened in Boba Fett that was weird.
1: Yeah, like some major shit went down in there that you needed to have on the actual show. I don't know how somebody could be mismanaging this yeah, IP so could, badly. You got to
0: look at the manager a little bit, not to you know. It's really really. Same
1: person. But. I don't care who you blame. It's. Yeah, I think I mean, it's just Disney, period. They don't understand anything that they own. They just don't.
0: <laughs> they don't.
1: Yeah. They barely understand together. what
0: they fucking already made it themselves, you yeah. know? How about this? I'll give them this for this week. Well, then
1: get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like to the to the casual person, it's fine because it it, it does entertain yeah. and yes. they do put money into it. But to a person that understands, like what the fuck a show should be and it should make sense and it like or even a story a narrative that should make sense and should be better than this. When you have the top talent and all of the, like, how is it that this bad? Like that, like a, like, a fifth grader could write this shit.
0: I mean, it's still fun, but some, we'll talk about it later. There's some crazy things. Let's get right. to this, this third movie. This is the kind of the most divisive announcement. I've seen people who love this and people who are like, why are you doing this? Bringing Ray back for a movie set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. It's kind of desperate, if you ask when, me. Okay, so she's going to do <laughs> what Luke ain't could ain't even do. waiting. He knows, he's, he knows uh, what he's going to say. She's going to start a new Jedi Order. Look, I see both sides of this. Let's talk about what you said. Seems kind of desperate. Can they redeem that trilogy sequel trilogy? That was just a mess. See, I, I like Daisy Ridley.
1: Yes. I think that she's a good actress and she brings a physicality to the role, but the people in charge of Lucasfilm failed her by giving her a shitty fucking origin and, and a shitty character. Um, Can they go back and now make her flawed and make her all the things that I don't, I don't know. Maybe they can, there's an angle to be worked there to make her interesting. But um, I think that that so many people have, like I'm willing to give it a chance, right? I'm not like, it's not her fault that Daisy Ridley is not her fault that this happened. Absolutely. So I'm willing to give her a chance, but I feel like we just, I just said that we, these people are not, doing these things with any kind of forethought or thinking about the universe in general and how, how it jives in the narrative. And so I have no faith that they're going to do. I'm sure Daisy really is going to be great in it, but I don't think they're going to do her justice. So I don't know.
0: I feel I have a very bad feeling. it <laughs> Anthony you saw these movies and I've I have often said did. like I'm you know if we don't see these characters again it's fine but on the other hand Ruggs is right she is good and if it's 15 years later maybe they can give her something to do and but the stink of those trilogies is still there it's possible to redeem a character
1: uh, it is but are they going to do that because uh, then they've, it, it feel like it's an ego thing if they go ahead and they add some flaws to her character they'll be admitting that they didn't that they fucked up in the first place.
2: So. Yeah, I do see this as a redemption play. Um, We all know, we all, well, everyone seems to acknowledge that the third movie was, was a disaster and making her what Palpatine's granddaughter. Was that the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Just an odd move altogether. I forgot they did that. That's strange. Uh, Bringing back Palpatine, let alone making her granddaughter was just, misguided so yeah there i i think i look at it like this i think they they like her i think they like the actress i think they like the potential of the character and they just got wrapped up in in the lack of planning slash the backlash that the fandom was giving the trilogy especially from two to three that they just made a good character a bad character and they want to make her a good character again. So. Yes,
1: bring it back again. It's possible. I just don't have faith in Disney. I just don't.
0: So, nope. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like uh, the director's good. She's Pakistani. That's a plus <laughs> for me. I'm going I'm to give her a chance. But I just, I find this like, you know, you're either going to, there's a, she has fans, right? There, she has tons of fans, but then there's another group of people who how did are it like end? she's she's is she leading the or did she where's was she leading you know, remember the she new? she buried the her the lightsaber and the guy's like what's your name and she goes ray ray skywalker oh that's right and i was like what okay fine
2: yeah well how does she but why does she think she's a sky well, whatever not, well, not that she thinks she's a skywalker but what what made her earn that last name that's weird too
0: uh yeah i forgot when did Rise of Skywalker come out? I think it was like
2: 20 years ago. <laughs>
0: 19, 2018, 19? When did that come? Was, yeah, 2019, right? I don't 2019. Remember. Yeah, it was 2019.
1: So it's only a few years later in real time. So
0: yeah, and then, 15
1: years will have passed when this movie. Yeah. So let's say five years before this movie comes out. So 10 years will have passed
0: or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 10 or 12 years. Interesting choice. I do like that they're setting things way in the past and then in, the, in the, the, the hot period of Star Wars and then pushing it in the future. Maybe we'll see like a grown up Grogu in that shit. But that no Tarvisla movie, huh? Yeah. They should do more with the Mandalorian. Anyways, uh, last thing from Star Wars is their official new timeline for all these things. It starts with the era called Dawn of the Jedi, right? This is the 25,000 years before the Phantom Menace when... James Mangold movie is set. The next era is the Old Republic. Uh, There is nothing about the Old Republic yet. Uh, There's the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Covers the early days of the Jedi. Right. Then we move on to the High Republic, covering thousands of years during the height of the Jedi. The Acolyte takes place during this period. This is 100 years before The Phantom Menace. Then we move on to the Fall of the Jedi, which is the prequel trilogy covering the fall, rise and fall of Anakin, ending at Revenge of the Sith. Then you have Reign of the Empire, which is the period between the prequel trilogies and the original trilogies where they built the Death Star. This is where Rogue One takes place, Obi-Wan, the Bad Batch, Andor all take place, Reign of the Empire. Then we have Age of the Rebellion. This is where the OG trilogy happens. Those three movies happen here. Then we have The New Republic, which is where Mandalorian and Ahsoka is occurring. The show Skeleton Crew, Book of Boba Fett, Dave Filoni's Mandoverse is in The New Republic. Then you get to the rise of the First Order. This is the sequel trilogy. And then the New Jedi Order, which is where that new Rey movie will take place. So that's a lot of different fucking times in Star Wars to break up now. It's so confusing. Yes, there's a whole chart. You can look it up. There'll be a link somewhere. I, a it was, was kind of smart. I, you know, it does make sense because it is easier to now like. Now, yeah, now see. you can at least
2: visually. Okay, where is this falling? Where is? Yeah. For me, as the non-Star Wars fan, why do I keep saying that? I, 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 I shouldn't. Stop, I should stop saying that. But <laughs> I, I, I'd never know when any of this, any of this is. So
0: yes, I think it that makes Is it a there easier. a
1: chart that shows you where everything is on the list, no, like you just said?
0: Some, maybe somebody should make that. Maybe I should make that. I just yeah, have this but, timeline graphic yeah well, well there, like, that would the be screen even more an article
2: has oh. it all in there
0: oh it does okay
2: yeah or not yeah, the that, screen that. excuse me the direct that you linked the, okay
0: but like it does it's no, not on it the chart like, he's looking for a chart where it shows you what's in each no meeting. yeah well, someone they, they put everything it. yeah you somebody will make that just google it uh but yeah these shows have been jumping around times every you know show we've gotten has been before this is after this is after this so it's nice to have a frame of reference, especially since Mar- unlike even Marvel
2: or anyone, any of the other universes, Star Wars repeatedly makes prequels.
0: Yes. Pre- and they make prequels to prequels, right? right. They'll, uh, they'll double dip in the prequels. They'll make uh, sequels to sequels. The thing that bothers me about this is that you're living
1: in most of Star Wars, like the technology or any of that stuff doesn't really give away what era you're in so you're always guessing Mm -hmm. like tatooine always looks like tatooine yeah dust ball like there's no like if you went back to ancient rome you'd notice the difference you know (laughs) like i mean that's a good (laughs)
0: point like the high republic era and the you know kind of has that 70s kind of vibe of buttons and like there and the the that other that the original series has but then sometimes it's very advanced and it's before and then it's advanced and it's after and yeah they need to wear wigs and shit. Like fucking like George Washington. Like wear yeah, I was wear fucking wigs like the founding fathers so.
2: Yeah, I'll Tell all whoever
0: one is. Have wooden uh, teeth like Imron? Yes. They're not wood in there, made of a very strong <laughs> material, ceramic. Uh the other thing they released that got me a little bit more excited was another trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. James Mangold. This is the final Indiana Jones Movie, the last time Harrison Ford he said he's playing, and this trailer, what it was showing us as a closing to the Indiana Jones mythology, I was kind of digging it. You see the style of destiny, uh, you see him fighting Nazis, a lot of DH stuff. Anthony, what do you think? This one sold me a little bit more that this, it does not look as much of a fucking train wreck as the the last one. Crystal Stage
2: Mangold, first off. So it should be pretty good. The music at the end is pretty nostalgic. The clips of harrison ford young look good yeah uh the only thing that is just troubling for me not troubling it's just a fact of the circumstance of them making a movie with him at that age is indiana jones is known for these adventures and it's just tough to believe that harrison ford at 107 years old <laughs> is pulling any of this off
0: come on he's riding a horse in the subway trying to outrun a fucking train it's amazing. Uh, i've
2: seen some 80 year old that's
1: tough <laughs> now would you believe that Imran, which is significantly younger than Harrison Ford, could do any of this stuff.
2: No, I think Harrison Ford is probably in better shape than Imran.
1: <laughs> I could do these so, stunts. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can believe that Harrison Ford can do this. Jumping from
0: cars. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he famously, You gotta put it in
1: perspective, Anthony. He used to do
0: all this. He did a lot of the stunt work in the original movies. Like, he wanted to. You could see him there.
1: I mean, we're obviously walking into, like, Stuntman City. Okay? Of deepfake Stuntman and, yeah, City. DH faces. Yeah, we're doing. That's what we're doing. But, um. You got to be along for the ride. You got to suspend your disbelief and you got to be, you really got to want to see old man, Indiana Jones. You um, really got to watch it.
0: I'm in the, the chemistry between him and Phoebe Waller bridge seems to work in this. And I want to know what this dial of destiny thing is. And look, he's best when he's fighting Nazis and he's fighting fucking Nazis here. Right. And I like the sympathy for the devil. I, well, where do you drop. think
1: this is going Imran? What What do you think is, is, is Indy going out and we have a new successor to the, to the whip and the hat?
0: I don't know. I think you just let him go out. Does he die at the end? It's a good question. I, I feel like it's retire? gonna be
1: it's gonna change uh the hope it's gonna change to a new person and instead of Indiana Jones, <laughs> it'll just be Diana Jones.
0: <laughs> ah shit. Uh, or the porn
1: I, name I, in he, Diana Jones. Yeah, you seen the porn oh, spoof
0: of this yeah. in Diana Jones? Mm, yes. Uh, that's uh, very popular right now in Yes, they use the whip very differently. <laughs> it's a very different <laughs> um, whip,
1: uh, Yeah, so I I feel like that's maybe a tell.
0: Throw me the dildo, I throw you the whip. <laughs> that happens in oh, Indiana
1: There's a giant ball that rolls, but it's not what Look, you think. is
0: this Dial of Destiny, are they implying that he can, like, turn back time and fix... He's like, I can fix the mistakes Hitler made? Like, does this thing... What the hell is there? Time travel in this? It's kind of crazy.
1: It's got to be a timeline thing. That's what's hot right now.
0: Okay, they
2: to Indiana Jones has established that there's MacGuffins everywhere that can do all. Every, sorts yeah, of shit. yeah.
0: Every movie's got you gotta have the MacGuffin. I here. don't know. I just
1: think James Bond figured it out. They're just like we're just gonna keep making them with different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you, like,
0: you got you that's gotta, it. Yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, you gotta set it in that time period. Like you can't really. Do it modern day. Like Indiana Jones is a very specific. A specific you know, like, look
2: and feel. Yeah, right? like
0: the 20s to the 60s. Now they're expanding, but it was always like the 30s, 40s, World War era. Um, And I don't know. I don't Why know. can't
1: there be an Indiana Jones now? Why can't there be a dude looking for shit that we I didn't mean, find yet? you got
0: yet? Uncharted. You got Tomb Raider. It's the same shit. Like, how do you? Yeah, but you
1: got, you got the pedigree,
0: Imran. I don't know. I think Nazis make these movies, unfortunately
1: we got nazis that's like, true. literally anyone on anyone so is being called a nazi these days he could fight anyone. would you be opposed <laughs> to, to like, any
0: rally his great grandson or daughter has discovered what his who he was and Pe- is now people smarter than us can we might
2: have a legacy sequel in mind maybe this is the legacy sequel and it can, right. pivots this, this, to the lady th- this
0: is yeah right this is i mean they're in like the late 60s now so I- they can keep it Forward. It's his goddaughter. Is it? I feel like, yeah, uh, movie. yeah, which means nothing. But, like, um,
1: <laughs> so, like, the thing is, is IP is, like, the big deal right now. Right. Like, everybody wants franchises. Everybody wants built-in audiences. Everybody wants nostalgia. They want to tap into that stuff and keep it running forever. And uh, that's what they're trying to do with this. Like, there's no reason to dig up Harrison Ford out of fucking whatever he's doing at his house and and get him over there and throw the whip in his hand other than money
0: like we need a franchise i mean they tried like young indiana jones tv show maybe you tried that again on disney plus that was kind of fun but i don't know unless you just D, just do dh shit with harrison ford in the past and make up new stories i don't know this one may not. Sometimes, may not things, be
1: sometimes things like have their time and you just got to like, let it exist the way it is. And I think
0: you need to really have control, self-controlled as that's a what I'm saying. Like let, let him end this character, you know, and then just let it rest. Anyway, yeah. June 30th, June the summer should be a big one. Should be a good one. Finally, this wasn't part of star Wars, but I had to throw this in. There's a new trailer for Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie and it's fucking wild. I'm not sure what to make of any of this. There is a lot of pink plastic sets, tons of people, lots of Barbies. It's cute. Um, and I I will admit it did have uh, uh, the, the beach off bit at the end. I was like, that's kind of clever. We're like, I'll beat you off so hard. I'll I, what does that everybody. mean? I don't know what I, that means. I don't know. It's like, we're going to have a beach off. Nobody's <laughs> beaching anyone off. How do you beat someone off? I don't know, but I like the double on it, it's drum. a
1: little bit of a reach. But um, I did like the part where they're like, yeah, it's come back to my uh, my place. Yes. She's like to do what? Like they, they both I don't have really genitals. Know. Yeah, yes.
0: they have <laughs> <laughs> like they're not gonna be able to do anything. So um, so <laughs> whatever. I mean, the car is driving itself. Anthony, what would you make of this? Just watching it like what is going on here?
2: So that first trailer I was a bit confused on what who the audience would be for this, what they yeah. were going for. I have to admit, I watched the second trailer I went I kind of get it and I kind of like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know how well it's going to do, but it Greta Gerwig's a very good director, number 1. Yeah, uh, Her and I think Noah Baumbach is also involved, which is her, who's her husband. Oh, wow. She's a very good director and they're taking a swing cuz this is I don't know what this is, but it's, it, it's wild. <laughs> but it, it, it is wild. It looks different. It it's taking some IP and just subverting what you would even think this IP would be. So that second trailer sold me pretty well. I I, I was I was laughing during throughout the entire trailer. The just the, the like having Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling play Barbie and Ken and then all <laughs> these other versions of Barbie and Ken, but both of them playing it and they're both just airheads. Yeah, and it's plastic. Yeah, and they're just, it's just, I don't know, but it's working for me. Oh I my like God.
0: It. I was also, I'm like, this is very intriguing. I mean, you see them at the end, they're driving off, and there's a sign that says the real world. So maybe the story is Barbie leaves her Barbie land and tries to go to the real world. But this fucking cast, you got uh, Kate McKinnon, Michael Sarah, John Cena is in this, Kingsley Benadier, Dua Lipa is a Barbie, Will Ferrell, <laughs> Emerald Fidel. <laughs> uh, just wild and wacky and I'm like, every time they put it, I'm like, what is this? I'm super intrigued, so I am gonna go see it. Like, is it for little girls? But it seems to have some subversive adult humor already. I was talking
2: to someone I was talking to one of uh, a, a lady friend of mine and she was asking me about what I thought of this and I, made, I said that I didn't really understand who this was for and she made the argument that Barbie's been around for a while. Generations, yeah. Right. And yeah. that Everyone that grew up liking Barbie is now an adult and might be might appreciate this much more.
0: It does look like it's kind of made for adults, maybe, and not exactly kids. Oh, I don't but th-
2: this is there's nothing about this that indicates it's for kids,
0: right? But like, why'd you make a Barbie movie and not do something for the kids? Because you know they're all yeah, going to want to see but, the Barbie movie. But
2: what? But you you just. You just skipped over my point that, that yeah. everyone that there, there's Barbies been around for so long that there's yeah. adults that yeah. have Barbies and that been we're playing with them as kids.
0: And if they can pull off the thing where you go to see a movie like with your kids, right? And there's jokes for them, but then there's jokes for you and it works well. I don't think it's you keep focusing on the kids. I don't think it's for the kids. But if the little fucking girls are going to show up, why do you see the Barbie movie? it has got to be something that uh, is playing <laughs> to them. I mean, you can't be like, oh, parents, don't take your kids to see the Barbie movie. That would be weird. I think, she's, I, think I, mean, going, I think that's what they're going for. This crazy. If it is, it's crazy. Crazy cast. Crazy movie. But ah, the fucking set design looks great. The production is just wild pink and plastic. I love it. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break here. We play some promos. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a jock movie, actually. Believe it or not. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back.
2: What's up, guys? Gerald from Two ps on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV? Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two ps on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment and we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www2 psonapodcom I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun.
0: See you soon. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Jock and Nerd (gasps) Listener, if you enjoy this podcast, this is a great time to give back the entertainment value and join our Patreon fan club. Just visit jockinnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockinnerd! And you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. There's tiers, there's benefits, things like a bonus exclusive RSS feed, podcast feed, where the shows come out early. Instant reactions, we threw our instant reactions up for air, the movie we're going to review. Uh, for all the movies, uh, post shows, lots of fun bonus content. We were very soon going to be picking uh, the movies for the 21st Century Action Movie Tournament. That'll be exclusively on Patreon. You you want to sign up to listen to that. Uh, we also have a Discord benefits. We do a monthly Discord hangout. You can come hang out, geek out, whatever. When is that? Uh, it's next week, Thursday, oh. April 20th. 8 p.m. Central Time. Put it into your calendar, everyone. Uh, and then there's also a tier called You Pick It, where you can pick any movie you want for us to watch and review. And we will do so. Lots of fun stuff. Check it out. Jockanerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to this week's movie review. It is the recently new released movie titled Air. Uh, and here's your spoiler alerts.
1: Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: Uh and yes, this is not a uh a comic book movie or super, or even an action movie. But it's a movie uh Anthony wanted to wanted to review. Right? I don't know I think we all
2: do. Oh, I was going to see it and then, uh we see it anyways. Good. Yeah, so might as well if you guys wanted to, didn't mind seeing it. I was already seeing it, so makes it. Look, easy. it you know, yeah, we make him watch a lot of shit.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. I forced Anthony to watch all the Star Wars things. Uh, this is fine. We are jock and nerd, and uh, un- you know we got to bounce it out sometimes with some actual jock content. Uh, this movie originally was supposed to come out on Amazon Prime. It was just going to be a streaming release, uh, and they decided to put it out in theaters on a rotten Amazon tomatoes. Prime's first uh, movie release. Oh, it is their first like theatrical yeah, now right. release. Yeah, right. that's good. This is a, yeah, this is an Amazon movie, uh, which is crazy to say and see on screen. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes 92 percent tomato meter for air 7.7 out of 10 average rating audience giving it 98 percent good numbers there where there's not so good numbers is uh in the box office the movie estimated uh budget between 70 to 90 million dollars it's it's what you would call a mid-budget movie uh it opens on a Wednesday not a Friday which is uh interesting uh, so the three-day domestic opening was 14.4 million dollars. Five-day domestic uh, gets up to 20 million dollars. Worldwide, just add another 10 million, it's sitting at 30 million dollars. Not a big box office draw. It no. unfortunately, though opened uh, up against same day, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which has broken records. The Super Mario Brothers movie is uh, the top opening of all time for an animated film now, uh, with $375.6 million in worldwide tickets over the five-day. In the three-day, it made 146000000 million. Five-day, $204 million. So the weekend ends with this movie making almost $400 million. said, uh, Wow. Just crazy, because the reviews aren't great, but it's fucking Mario. Um, the movie directed and produced by ben affleck this is his fifth time directing a movie and it is written by a gentleman named alex convery his first movie writing credit this is his first movie he's ever got done good for him starring also ben affleck as phil knight matt damon as sonny vaccaro you got jason bateman as rob Strasser, chris masita as agent david falk viola davis playing Dolores Jordan. Julius Tennant playing James Jordan. Uh, also, Chris Tucker as Howard White. Jay Moore is in there real quick. Uh, and Marlon Wayans as George Raveling. Really good cast. Al Madrigal, also quick cameo. A uh, bunch of people you may know. Anthony, uh, why did you want to see this movie? And what happens in this movie? Well, uh, one
2: number one, my friends wanted to go see it. They offered me to join them, and I said, "Sure, why not?" Reason why I wanted to see it is one: I grew up in Chicago. Yep. Grew up watching basketball. Grew up idolizing Michael Jordan. This is a movie, somewhat about Michael Jordan. It's like this is a no-brainer. Plus, you got Ben Affleck directing. You got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a movie together for the first time. I think
0: reunion in a while. Yeah, reunion. Been, yeah, yeah, first time in a while. So all all the
2: makings of a, and you know, then you had Marlon Wayans, I believe yeah marlon Marlon wayne's i get the way the name the first name's confused. i got chris tucker in this got some names jason bateman so good cast good story and what is that story about it is about nike before nike became what nike is today which is the mega shoe company mega apparel company within sports and especially basketball uh this is when they were mostly a running company and they were in competition with Adidas and Converse trying to make their mark in basketball. And they decide uh, with Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro as a basketball advisor to push all their chips in to try to recruit Michael Jordan to uh, Nike. So that's the story.
0: Yeah. And brand a shoe. I mean, a story that on paper you would think would be boring, but also a story that changes a lot of things in the future for athletes for endorsements for sponsors for shoe companies in general um and i love stories like this what would you think did uh, ben affleck uh, do a good job i um i'll admit my bias I'm jordan fan chicago
2: fan i wear a lot of nike stuff i think he did a very good job i i i really enjoyed the story like you said it seems like a kind of a boring story yeah and it's also interesting because we're rewinding we're in time. like Everyone, even Imran, knows who Michael Jordan
0: is. I know. The most famous right? person on earth, arguably. But,
2: but there was a time when he wasn't Michael Jordan, yeah. and yeah. we're rewinding to that time, and we're rewinding to a time when Sonny Vaccaro, played by Matt Damon, is just putting all his chips in on one guy. And we know of the result, but um, I think the story's told really well. It's The movie's a lot funnier than I thought. It was almost yeah. somewhat of a comedy. Yeah. and and a lot of points and it's not surprising given some of the names I listed that are in the movie Um, but I I did enjoy it it reminded me of Moneyball it's up a little more a little more comedic than Moneyball yeah yeah Uh, in terms of just telling a story that you think just kind of is boring and fleshing it out on screen and making it into a movie that's a little under two hours and you sit there and uh, by the end you're like this was actually a pretty entertaining story I didn't know some of these things Uh, some of it I wonder how much they embellished, but overall yes.
0: I, I, had a, I had a good time with it. You may have to fact check some of the things, but uh, no, I also, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought the script was very good. The performances are great. And it's crazy how they turned like uh, this huge corporate fucking mega company and they make it an underdog Cinderella story about this right. little company named Nike. And just to think that in 84, they're trailing in market share. The NBA finals are on tape delay. They're almost going to fire their whole basketball division. Uh, I loved all the nostalgia uh, of that time. And yes, even me, I didn't, you know, I didn't follow sports, but I fucking watched those games where he won the championship every time. It was, everybody was watching. It was super exciting. Uh, Ruggs, what'd you uh, you get out of this movie? How did it hit you?
1: Well, I thought it was a very competent film. I feel like, uh, yeah, at the budget that they're working on and, what they're working with. I found it to, it got across exactly what it needed to. I think though, that I don't know. I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, don't know which way to go on this, but like the fact that Michael Jordan is avoided in this movie. Uh, Yes. It bothered me a little bit, and okay. some of the
0: some of the needle drops in this were kind of a little bit much. There was a lot. I enjoyed hearing the Violent Femmes, though. That fucking album is amazing. Yeah, uh, Blister uh, and Sun. They did a lot of um, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, they had yeah, Axel F was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at one point.
1: But uh, I think that everybody acted, you know, very well, very competently. It was directed well. The script was pretty tight. And uh, they did make something that is something I would never want to go watch a movie for right? negotiating a deal with, yes. a, with a a basketball star that you don't ever see on screen. Uh, I felt like that was a big challenge and they actually made it entertaining. So it was, it was surprisingly entertaining and uh, so it
0: did its job. Let's talk about that. Yes. Michael Jordan technically I, I have to
2: throw in yeah I, one of the biggest names i forgot to throw in viola davis in the movie
0: yes viola davis is amazing chris tucker surprised me too like i don't think I he's chris done a, he movie. hasn't done a movie in seven years apparently this is his first film role in seven years and i was like this is like a mature chris tucker uh and his lines were great but all of their chemistry like the damon and affleck reunion the ba- the banter with jason bateman chris tucker their chemistry just effortless and really funny and felt sincere like these guys They know each other, but, like, they've known each other, worked together for a long time. Uh, Regarding Michael Jordan, the character, who is technically the character is in the movie, but you only see the back of his head. You see him off camera. You never see his face. You only hear him say one word over the phone. He just says, hello. Did you have any audience reaction to
1: that? Because I think that uh, throughout the film, I just heard various people going and There was, like, hardly any people in the theater. There's maybe, like, uh, maybe, like, another... 15 people other than me in there and i heard them go Are they going to show his face
0: oh my god you heard people
1: say that yeah
2: we me and my friends talked about this and one of my friends i think said they'd done some research and apparently the reason they did this was if jordan was in the movie it would have just overshadowed the movie yes yes and they wanted it to be about the story that they told rather than Who's playing Michael Jordan? Does that person look like Michael Jordan? Do they yeah. act like Michael yeah.
0: Jordan? Yeah. It would it would have distracted. So
2: they, they it was a clear it was a choice that they made to. So like, they like
1: which f- way do we distract people? Do we distract people with Michael Jordan or with, without Michael Jordan?
0: I mean, they tried to like keep his character out of scenes entirely, but there are times when he was he has to be there. I think this is a clever choice. Yes, Anthony. I also read an article where Ben Affleck was talking about. Look, this is the most famous man on the planet. You can't really cast someone to be him and it not be distracting and the story technically it's about his shoe, but it's not about him, right? It's about the parents. It's about Sonny. Right. And Nike as at a, at a precipice in their, in their company's uh, history. So I thought it was smart and it worked for me uh, that we didn't see his face. It was, I think I thought it was clever.
2: one thing kind of tangential to that though, is I did see that he requested Viola Davis to play his mom. Yes, is pretty baller move. Yes, something only Michael Jordan could do be like, hey, yeah, you got my mom, my mom in the movie that's going to be played by an Oscar award winning. That's actress, great. Or yes. an Oscar, you know, nominated yeah. actress named Viola Davis. Like, And from what I heard, heard that part was a lot smaller. And when yeah. they got Viola Davis, they had to make it a bigger part.
0: She's great. And they absolutely, yeah. I read another article. They had got Michael Jordan's blessing. They were not going to make this movie if he didn't get his blessing. So the writer was very nervous about that meeting. He also, Jordan, apparently also wanted the character of Howard White, played by Chris Tucker in the movie. Mm -hmm. So they had to add that in, too. Uh, But all these people have have relevance in this story. But yeah, that is kind of baller. Like, look, if he wants it, you can put him in. But she, like... She's amazing in this, like all the performances. Possibly, do you think Oscar worthy performances for some of these people? I never or know the, any, what and I never the know the what
2: now the Oscars are looking for. But yeah, I mean,
0: maybe Matt Damon. That's what I thought. something. Maybe Viola Davis.
2: I don't
1: I know feel about like, Viola
2: Davis, but go ahead.
1: I feel like everyone's in their wheelhouse. And um, Jason Bateman, after seeing him be this character in Ozark for so long, right? Like he seemed like a lighter version of himself, a little bit more of a fun guy, yeah, not as serious or as like nerdy, a little bit more accessible. So I felt like that was the only time I ever in the movie going, oh, that guy's really doing something different than I've seen in the past, yeah. And so uh, I mean, more of his arrested development persona. but like yes. even then, yeah, he was still kind of um, anxious and 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 uh, kind of aloof. So um, here he was kind of a lot more accessible. Like when he talks about his kid and bringing her the shoes, uh, he seemed like a real guy almost. So it was different. And I think that was the only performance I was like, wow, that's wow. That's a little bit more than he's actually stepping out of his,
0: uh, what he does. Yeah. But yeah, his, his timing and the quick back and forths uh, are great in this movie. I love stories like this. Like, I don't know what you call these now, like biopics for companies or brands or, stories about a process of how things happen like the Tetris movie similar like winning mm-hmm. time I also love for the same reason they're you know based on it's like largely true dramas or something Yeah like that. I don't know but it's it's But uh, they're
2: telling stories that um like aren't aren't the first story you would think of that would right.
0: need to be in on film Right right yeah and, it, and like the whole part where the guy's actually designing the shoe i thought was fascinating the designer was a great character i, th- I thought
2: the designer was cool and I, yeah. I didn't know that they were paying the fines
0: that's great yes the uh, nba rule about 51 percent white the shoe's got to be and he's like we will pay every fine apparently I love,
2: I love the reaction when ben affleck's character phil knight yeah. finds out that they're, they're they just made this decision to start yeah. paying the fines he's just going oh oh,
0: all right well shit yeah is he like all right fuck it we'll
2: do it i I love that i love there's some there's a lot of like low-key funny parts but i love when uh when matt damon sees that um sunny vaccaro sees that jordan isn't interested in the film reel and he gets up and he's like shut that off yeah see ben affleck going what what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and then he gives gives a speech which i think is him giving If they're if the Oscars are going to nominate it, it's because he makes that speech and he makes an Oscar type speech. I
0: I love that moment because he's predicting the future. You know, again, this is a story about something that, you know, what, what the outcome is like, we know what's going to happen. They still made it tense and riveting. And, uh, that, yeah, that whole thing about you are going to elevate the sport. You're bigger than the sport. And they're putting in clips of him while he's, you know, showing the future. That was very effective. The funny bits, dude, when da- Damon Sonny Vaccaro calls uh David Falk the agent mm-hmm. uh and uh tells him he he finds out he went over his head and went to his parents' house, his fucking tirade he goes on about eating I will eat your nuts. I about <laughs> cut off your that shit was hilarious. Like that was that was really good. I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, his his him being pissed off and wanting to bury him if this doesn't work out was was a fun bit. Um I enjoyed the shoe designer and his like weird quirks. Yes. I enjoyed Matt Damon just being like a schlub, like just getting out of shape.
0: Fat Damon. He's fat Damon. He's a gambler. (laughs) Likes to take risks. Yeah. And I mean, he risked the whole, all those people's jobs. You see him look at everybody and you're like, I'm risking everybody's job, my career. Uh, But he saw clearly what Jordan's mother saw is somebody special from those tapes. Right. Right. Uh, that was that was kind of a neat moment too, where he's like, "Look, they're drawing this play for him. For him yeah, that's know, the guy, well, I, the
2: decoy."
1: I think that the brilliant move was from Jordan's mom or Michael Jordan demanding a piece of yes, uh, huge, uh, of, yeah, of, of the shoe. Yeah, so, yeah that changed
2: everything in, yes. in terms of actual history.
1: Yeah, and I think that that maybe Jordan's mom saw that they were like they would do anything to to get him, and. Uh, she decided to kind of exploit that. And that's a great. And by the end, uh, Affleck's character was just like, fuck it, let's just do it. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, they was, were, they were, he, they were that far in. They couldn't pull out at that point. I
0: mean, and, and it's great because yeah, this deal is unprecedented changes endorsements forever. But initially, Vaccaro is deflated because he knows this is impossible. And then for Phil Knight to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, and, and now you think about how things are now. Yeah, oh my god. Well he, Everyone well, he gets played a piece.
1: Phil Knight yeah. in that in that moment. Because mm-hmm. he played it. He played it differently. He didn't say, Hey, we can get him if we do this. He said, No, forget it. We're not gonna get him.
2: Yeah.
1: We have to do we can do something, but it's like so we can't do it. And he's like, Well, what is it? And he's like, No, you can't do it. And he's like, Oh, well, you gotta give a piece of "Oh, let's do it. And he's like So, <laughs> it's so like, no, he kinda of, yeah.
0: he kinda of really Oh, I see what he, you're saying. He played
1: yeah. he played that Hand right there, very, very well. He's a
0: good gambler. Uh, do you guys know you, Anthony, are you familiar with the actual Phil Knight? Did he is this like I thought this Phil Knight character was real quirky and weird and fun to watch? Is that what the real Phil Knight is? I, like? I haven't
2: to be honest, I have no idea. I did look up Phil Knight in the yeah. 80s and he did have that weird hair, which yeah, and those glasses. Which is odd seeing Ben Affleck with that he, toupee on his head.
0: He also walked around barefoot, I guess.
2: Yeah, so. I don't again. I don't know how historically accurate it is. It, the speech Matt Damon made is really great. I I was questioning though how much of that was embellished because how the fuck are you going to predict all that shit? Um, That's
0: true, but it also kind of ties in to the fact that he made it up. That story was it? George Raveling told him about the "I Have a Dream" speech.
2: Oh, that he owns, and he owns
0: who owns that, a piece of that. He, uh, I think it was the Olympic coach George Rav, when yeah, he went yeah, to yeah. visit George, yep, right? Yep, he's yep. like, I got that. He gave me his speech, and the whole, the most famous part of the speech, the last twenty minutes, not in there, completely made up on the spot. Apparently, I think that I think that's true. So there's an article about fact checking some of the things, uh, like Nike's slogan "Just Do It" come from a man about to be executed. I thought that was an interesting little thing they threw in, and apparently, uh, it's kind of true. This guy was going to get uh, go up against the firing squad in Texas, and his last words were, let's do it. Uh, and then they changed it to just do it. Uh, and then the whole <laughs> thing about uh, Adolf Dassler, the founder of Adidas, was he really in the Hitler Youth? Uh, he was not a <laughs> member of the Hitler Youth because he was in his 30s. He was old. Uh, but he did join the Nazi party in 1933. So it's a little bit worse than him being a Hitler. Nazi shoes. Yes. And then Indiana Jones came and found him and kicked the shit out of him. What what was
2: strange to not strange. It was just weird because I'd never lived in the era where these were popular, but yeah, Converse being a big basketball shoe for me is so odd because I, I just, I know in living the way I've lived that Converse has never been anything for me.
0: But well, we were rugs was just looking up their latest shoes and like all they have is Roll like Nike. Yeah, they Nike bought them. It says at yeah. the end of the movie, and they all just have like the Chuck Taylor All Stars. Like it's not they don't got anything great in them. Yeah, anymore. like they know how the much Chuck Taylors
1: are iconic shoes that are like timeless, but they're not great shoes. Right. Like they're, they don't support. They have no support for your uh, arch. They're not really. They're canvas. They're kind of flimsy, but they make a fashion statement. So. As a fashion statement, they're that... Chuck Taylor brand is good, but I don't I can't re- remember the last time anyone wore anything other than
2: Chuck's. Can you remember? I mean, can you imagine? That's that's, con, that's converse. Chuck to like people playing basketball in these shoes. These shoes suck.
0: Dude, they had, they had a uh, big uh, they had big players on their side, right? Wasn't it like I mean, Larry Bird? And Magic these, Johnson? Yeah,
2: I mean, every all the big guys were wearing these and you look at these shoes and you just there's, go they, there's no they look support like shit. Yeah, there's doing? no support for basketball. You can play
0: basketball in this. And the fact that like the basketball shoe, like. Sonny Vaccaro, visionary, right? Like, he's yeah. like, the basketball shoe is going to become your everyday shoe. It's not just going to be for basketball. And Phil Knight and them were just kind of locked into, like, we make running shoes and, like, it's for running. I'm not going to wear them any other time.
2: Well, they, they read, they just, I mean, they they go over the movie, but they redesign the
0: philosophy of instead of putting the shoe on the athlete, let's yeah. make the athlete the shoe. Yeah, they build the shoe around the athlete right. or make them the brand. And then, you know, they don't even get to later how they make the 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 Jumpman Air Jordan. Well, not only the
2: athletes, but then, you know, you see now it's like you see artists involved yeah, yeah, in making yeah, shoes. Yeah. And
0: now you're seeing
2: not only are you are seeing, you know, musical artists, but now you're seeing artists, artists involved in the shoes. Right. Yeah. So yep. it's just a whole thing now where even I mean, designers and artists themselves have their own designed shoe. Like I have, I have a friend in Chicago that uh, has his own designed shoe. He's an up and coming artist in Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, it, I mean, th- but this this doesn't happen without Michael Jordan. This doesn't happen where the guy takes a piece of the cut of the shoe, but also the company designs the shoe around the athlete or around the person. And now, I mean, now, the, now you see a lot more personality in shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you, because of that.
0: Well, also I read an article that because of sunny, like shoes and colleges became, became synonymous yeah. and that took over because back then you couldn't pay the athletes the college athletes but you could pay the coaches to fucking push the shoe on them and that's what the game was and he's done a lot of stuff that like this into the whole thing changed the game uh if you remember that very first commercial is exactly they kind of go over it about the shoe fine where he was cited and then they're like Wh- whatever we'll make a commercial about it and the very first air jordan commercial is michael jordan bouncing uh dribbling a ball and it pans down and they're like On October 15th, Nike created a revolutionary new shoe. On October 18th, the NBA threw them out of the game. And they're like, fortunately, the NBA can't keep you from wearing them. They put black squares over the shoe. And that was the fucking first commercial. And I love how they're like... At the end, he's like, How much going a shoe make? $3 million? That's the highest. Fucking makes $166 million the first year. <laughs> wow. And yeah. then every year, they just continue to put on a new shoe, and Jordan still makes $400,000 a year. $400
2: no. million. $400 a million. million from yeah. the
0: royalties is unbelievable Passive deal. Income, yeah. Holy shit, for doing nothing really.
1: Well, just being well, he did everything. Only,
0: only became the best. He defied gravity, but he, I don't yes. think that's
1: going to matter in a few years. Like no one's going to care that it's uh, a Jordan because it's Michael Jordan. They're just going to know the brand yeah, name is the, Jordan. The
2: brand is almost. I wouldn't say it superseded his athlete as as someone that follows sports. I wouldn't say it superseded it, but at some point it will. Yeah. the brand itself is just even stronger. It's that brand is living is going to be at least just as strong as the athlete.
0: Right. I mean, they can, yeah, they're never going to stop making fucking air Jordans. It's not even Jordan. I mean, they play, it's, just, they, it's, it's, it's like, what do you think it's is, yeah. W-
1: what do you think is going to stand the test of time? Air Jordans or the George Foreman grill? What do you think?
0: Oh, <laughs> that was also <laughs> like, a big deal. Did you see that trailer for that George Foreman movie? I, yeah. yeah it right actually right pretty good. before it, yes, right before That the, looks yeah, amazing. Yeah. Another great biopic. I want Like the, they kind of give you the whole journey in that trailer, like show you the whole movie. But the fact that he quit and they get back. How then, old was he when he went back into boxing?
2: He won the title when he was like fifty something. Holy shit! Yeah, Uh-oh. so it's almost like
1: the, the Rocky Balboa movie. Right? Yeah, that that,
2: that that I think Rocky got some inspiration from that. He literally, Uh-oh. when he was making the Rocky Balboa movie, he was like, "This isn't, this isn't implausible." George Foreman won the title at fifty yeah. something years old.
0: Holy shit! No, and I love that line in the trailer where the bank guy's like, "Hey, you little silly grills, bringing in some paychecks here." <laughs> he was 45 years old who did he beat wow.
2: he beat Michael Moore and he beat okay. him in the 10th round by Ooh, knockout that dude was like 26 Michael Moore at the time yeah I think yeah. he was uh, wow yeah, sounds like Amron getting in the ring I
0: know it's like me <laughs> defeating one of my co-workers in the fucking octagon and that, that movie looked great anyways we're still talking about this movie I don't know what else about this movie some of the stuff is true I've heard some of the discrepancies are with the. Michael Sonny- Moore, by the way, was twenty
2: seven years old. Wow, Foreman was in his five year old. George Foreman.
0: Oh shit! Get the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sonny Bacaro character. I read this huge article. He was a very like loud, fun Italian man. Who uh, loved to gamble. Also, if you look
2: up what he looks like, he looks nothing like Matt
0: Damon. (laughs) Matt Damon made a decision not to do an impersonation, but to just kind of play an essence of a Sonny Vaccaro. He plays kind of himself. Yes. He's still alive, huh? Yeah. 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 But I heard that what originally happened was Sonny didn't go straight to Jordan's parents. It was David Falk. He convinced and they both went. Hmm. Uh, to meet Jordan's parents and uh, some other stuff. but And then, it did was it David Falk who actually named it the Air Jordan first? I thought that was interesting. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah. this uh, The cinematography, I thought, was great. The greeniness, production design, the costumes, the suits, the props, the members-only jackets, the fucking cars, all the fucking little handheld video games. It was a lot of 80s drops in there.
2: Yeah, I... I- Rugs touched on this earlier about the drops. I kind of liked it just because it it felt everything felt '80s to me. It just felt so '80s that I felt transported back to that era. I
0: mean, i brought me back to memories. Like I was fucking alive at this time. I was like, oh, I remember this shit looking. Remember <laughs> all this. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. I don't
1: want to, when I saw, heard, like, Cyndi Lauper come on, I was like, okay, go on.
0: They're
1: <laughs> they are really like, trying to squeeze everything in They did play anymore. two
0: Violent Femmes songs, also. There was more, it wasn't just one, but I love the Violent Femmes. Um, Did, I don't think the movie needed, I had this written down, did it need MJ as more of a character? I don't think, I don't think it did. I think it was a good use. I, I think it. that when you're, purpose i think it's distracting it's distracting
1: <laughs> when you have him in the shot and then you're you're kind of like doing the austin powers thing where you're putting the fruit in front of the, the yes, genitals that's, like, like, that's spirit, what it was by, that's what it felt like when I, was watching it.
0: I mean he straight up asks him a question when he's standing there and jordan just doesn't reply i was like all right that's yeah, what i was
1: like wow i'm like just okay I'm like
0: listen they did it yeah. and they successfully
1: did it but as I said, people in the theater were like commenting and it was, I was thinking it internally. I didn't say it out loud. Cause I was by Unless myself. You
0: like deep fake Jordan's face. You can't like cast somebody as Jordan. It would have been, that would have been the story.
2: Yeah. It was a choice that they made, you know?
0: Yeah. He still, he ends up making a crowd pleaser. He makes what he's good at, which is like a bit mid budget movie for adults that uh, now just goes straight to streaming. Like it's nice to see this in the theater. Uh, and my theater was kind of uh There's a couple of people there. It wasn't,
2: it was like 60%. Uh, Yeah. Mine was probably like 20% full. If that 10%, maybe.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. What score would you give it? Anthony? Oh, I'm going
2: to give this an eight out of 10. Nice. It it, it accomplishes everything it needs to accomplish. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. I laughed. I wouldn't say it's, you know, I, I don't know if I'd watch it again. Yeah, but uh, I liked it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed my experience, and uh, you just had a lot of talent on screen too. So
0: absolutely, you got well, a lot of yeah.
2: talented actors and actresses bouncing off each other, and they're doing material that is fun in a way, and they, they write it in a way that makes it more fun than it, you know, really probably was in real life.
0: Yeah, you got to
2: embellish a little. I mean, no. Chris Tucker's accent—I don't know what kind of accent he's going for there, but <laughs> I, I loved it. Anytime he was on screen, I was cracking up.
0: Yeah, I need to see more of uh, this new Chris Tucker kind of in these maybe a little older roles like that. Like, it worked really well. No, I will say the same thing. Entertaining. Listen, top to bottom. Strong directing of a strong script of a strong cast and strong performances. Like, it has everything. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's really funny. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I will go 8.5. I really enjoyed this movie. Rugs, what do you got? I'm going to go in the
1: opposite direction. Um I think it was a very good movie. It did suffer a little bit by everybody already knows the outcome of what happens. And then you don't, and you have this weird thing with Jordan in there. And, um, uh, but I think it was a good movie. It's way better than average. And it's, it's actually a solid film, like solidly done commendable 7.5 for me.
0: I think it may uh, scare up some uh, Oscar nominations. Maybe it'd be yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe there. Yeah. Um, last thing: Does anybody have a favorite uh, model of the Air Jordans, or anyone they remember? The original was
1: I don't. I don't. like the the OG ones. Yep. Those are my favorite. The black and red. Well, the Jordan yeah.
2: ones is what everyone yeah. likes. Um, <sighs> there, there was a shoe. I'm, so I'm not a big Jordans. I'm not a sneaker big sneakerhead. Surprisingly, but there was a shoe that he wore in the '90s. I don't remember which version. Uh, during like his second run of the championship which okay. I thought were really good. I am trying to figure out which which um shoe that was.
0: What year was that? Like near uh like like 96 97. or 97. 97 they were on 10 11 12 13. 96 was 12. Uh If you just That's look any. up just Google all Jordan Air models. Yeah, uh, I don't remember I which
2: one it which one it was. There's I think it might have been 98 i don't remember those are the 13s
0: who knows but the jordan ones is what everyone loves how much are those collectible how much i wonder how much like a pristine pair of those if oh the has. jordan ones yeah we'll oh it. my
2: god i don't know those are probably like,
0: yeah super expensive a real jordan the, ones the
1: threes are very popular yeah uh, but I, I i'm partial to the ones
0: myself yeah, i the think those, are that, that's just so so classic um, including 2022, 37 versions of this shoe every year, almost since. every year. What do you mean? Yeah, one model came out every year. Oh, one nineteen. Out every year. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah. For the most I think, part, I,
1: the other ones kind of like blend in with other shoes a lot. Like there's a lot of shoes that look not as distinctive as those. I think. I think the the ones and the threes are with that with that whatever that fucking. Notebook composite notebook pattern. That's oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's on there. That yeah. like that. You instantly know that those are Jordans when you
2: see them. Oh, the composition. I, I'm looking book at kind of GQ thing. right now. Yeah, yeah. And they did a ranking in 2022 20, of the Air Jordans, and they have the threes as the number one.
0: Oh, as the number one.
2: And then the one is the number two.
0: That was 1988. That made- what comes in next?
2: After that is the 11.
0: The 11s had, like, the black top and then a little white strip and red yep. soles. I think
2: the 11s is what I was referring to. Those, okay. those shoes
0: I definitely 95. remember. Yeah. yeah. And the 4s. It is kind of Some cool things. to look at all the models throughout the year. The fact that they could still make this and they still sell and they're still hot and everybody knows well, I mean, that mean, when, when they
2: drop, people are... They go... They lose yeah, they, their go, they sell out and then people are, are buying them and reselling them. It's like a new iPhone comes out, man.
0: People go crazy.
2: Yeah, it was, I mean, this was before. Yeah. This was the, what people were doing they're buying these shoes
0: all i know is i did grow up and going to public school in chicago and there was a lot of stories of kids getting fucking stabbed and shot oh yeah for for the the shoes for the shoes yeah Yeah, and the jackets the starter jackets it was the
2: starter jackets and
0: the shoes but
2: don't be wearing these shoes if you yeah if you're in a tough spot
0: i was always into anything that like hip-hop culture was into so like there was a small time where i wanted to be a break dancer and i learned some break dancing and i was like I was like 10, but you had to have Converse. You had mm-hmm. to have the Chuck Taylor All-Stars to breakdance. That's what they were. So I had to get those. Oh, wow. Uh, and then Imran, just I mean, dropping
2: the, hey, by the way, I wanted to be a break dancer. I did,
0: I did. I did. I did. But I But like, to I be doubled. fair, everyone. Everybody did. Come everybody on, did. Breaking and Beat Street was out. That was, it was like the part fucking, of our culture. Yeah. It was
1: like, yeah, it was we grew up, for a second. We grew up during the birth of hip hop. Yeah, so like. Yeah it became it was just, especially if you're in new york city or in chicago big city with mm-hmm. the yeah you you can't
2: I, there, there was an era even for me in high school where i yeah. go and see kids break dancing and yeah. I, I enjoyed it we would they would they would have these like like rant, i don't even know what you would call them competitions yeah where it would yeah. just you would go and you'd see all these kids break dancing and you go it's oh it's going to do that yeah it's like a beach off i'll beat
0: you <laughs> up <laughs> uh, but even adidas i love that line in the movie where he's like there's a rap group that's made a song about adidas and sonny's like what's rap music <laughs> <laughs> but like when run dmc wore those adidas without laces that was it i was like i need those shoes i need to wear my shit just like that yeah i mean you see that kanye yeah. had his yeah, whole yeah, yeezy yeah, line yeah, with adidas that's yeah, the thing so most
1: famous sneakers is uh back to the future part Two. Oh just yeah with out. the
0: self-closing velcro uh flaps <laughs> they <That's, laughs> made those yeah they, they could buy those but I think really this story shows you the birth of all of this, right? Like when the, when everything changed and uh, Nike took over. Yeah. And, the, the and, and they Lee changed commercials the, the shoe game. Yeah. Changed it for good. Okay, uh, let's do some news from the nation. Let's hear from our listeners. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks! It stinks! It stinks! Uh, so last week we talked about how their the Marvel movies got a couple of new writers. Specifically, the Thunderbolts movie, this late into production, hired the writer from this Netflix show Beef to rewrite the whole fucking movie. Where's oh the beef? Shit. And it's not a show about uh, the '80s ad campaign that old. That lady was in the movie. Air. Did you notice that they showed that Wendy's commercial in the beginning? to set the no, timeline where the, the, the where's the beef lady it was absolute dude that lady was huge there was t-shirts of her she blew up again this is the 80s break dancing where's the beef t-shirts this is how we were living it's great anyways <laughs> a simpler beef, time it was a simpler time <laughs> yes there were saturday morning cartoons you could go out your parents didn't know where you were you just show up at night everything's cool whatever the fuck you want it was wild i don't know why they let <laughs> us do that it's very strange uh but Jose Barra has awesome. seen the, the show Beef on Netflix. I also watched a couple of episodes. The show is made by uh Lee Sung Jin, I believe, is the showrunner writer. He'll be writing Thunderbolts, stars Steven Yoon, who will be playing Sentry in Thunderbolts. Uh, one episode is directed by Jake Schreer, who is directing Thunderbolts, and also stars Ali Wong. Here's his quick review of Beef on Netflix. He says this show is great. And another thing that Yoon is incredible in, this should put to sleep any doubts about his ability to play any type of character in the MCU. Rugboy will be surprised that it's a mostly Asian cast without the guy from Crazy Rich Asians, a.k.a. Milo Ventimiglia. That's a a thing from last week. That's a reach,
1: but I'll take it. uh, It's a callback from last
0: week.
2: Yeah. Um, Wait, did he say that? I forgot.
1: Yeah, No, (laughs) I was trying. There is a series where... Yes. is dating an asian girl and yeah. they're both spies but i for some reason i flipped it around
0: <laughs> <And laughs> he was like that dude was, crazy rich asians oh Bila yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> saying yeah. That. but i had i think at one
1: point i was like no no i i uh, then i it's no it's actually i don't know what i was thinking and i and a <laughs> good
0: callback though i love by that someone just catches I that i recognize
1: that i said the wrong thing
0: but <laughs> Uh, this show has, features a largely <laughs> game. largely asian cast uh and it's uh, it's not bad. I've watched the first 3 episodes. And it it all starts with this road rage incident but then you get into the lives of these two people, the stuff they got going on. They begin to kind of torture and torment each other but they're and Steven Yeun kind of plays like an asshole type character who's got a little bit temper, anger and management issues. It's 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 interesting. It's very different and he's very good at it. Um, and it's it's stylistically, the way they're shooting it, it's very cool. It's not bad. I'm going to finish it. So I guess I have hope for this crew, if they're sticking together, to do Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. But I would recommend beef. Eat some beef. Watch some beef. It's a good night. Unless you're uh, vegan or vegetarian. Well, then you can eat uh, Beyond Beef. You can watch Beyond Impossible beef. beef. Impossible Beef. Impossible yeah. Beef. Uh, but yeah, check out Beef. It's very good. Justin Zwerner posted a graphic with a spoiler that I've heard about from the hot mic, again, Jeff Snyder, with the caption, hope this is true. The rumor, I'll give you some spoilers. Spoiler alert. The rumor, he posted X-Men to be introduced in the MCU in Captain America 4. Oh, shit. Well, that movie's going to need all the help it can get. You think so? <laughs> you think it's that bad that they're going to shove this in? Yeah. Here's how this plays out, according to Jeff Snyder. We, I think last week we mentioned he has said, he's heard, Red Hulk will appear in the movie. He also Night. said he doesn't know if it'll be Harrison Ford doing the transforming, but it's probably going to be that General Ross. He also said Valentina Allegra de Fontaine will be working with five other villains that will be forming the Serpent Society. The Serpent Society's mission is to locate and extract a new kind of metal that's even more powerful than vibranium. What does that sound like? Also, also, he, there's a previous rumor that suggested the Tiamat in the earth from the end of the Eternals, the fucking celestial that's poking out of the earth. This metal might be he in him. He may be the source of this metal. Could this metal be adamantium? And is this where they start to build the mutant the mutant lore? I don't know. What do you guys think of this rumor? Kinda makes sense, maybe.
2: Uh, it's interesting. I did. I remember. I remember seeing that, and the first thing I thought of was all the stuff Rug says. Where there, a lot, and all the people, other people going, there, there's a damn celestial out in the. the, the yes, yeah, somebody has referenced this giant so, head and so hand. So it made me smile to go. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what they'll do with it. Maybe they're finally going to acknowledge it. And adamantium coming from a celestial, I I'll, maybe. I'll buy sure. It. I mean, vibranium. I will buy it. Came from. I don't know where it came from. Asteroids. Weird. That's a good question. Well,
1: we know the Eternals are robots, right? Maybe they're made of. An oh theme, yeah,
0: they're like part weird things. They're robots. Know, they are robots. They were robots. They were. They that were was created. lame.
1: Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Lame.
0: <laughs> That's right. They were created by the uh, Celestials. They were like made and given life. What a dumb ending to that movie. Wow. Uh, anyways, if, if if this is what Captain America needs, there's a lot going on, but then he's going to fight the Serpent Society. Interesting rumor. I kind of hope they there's did. A lot they, going on in that movie.
1: Yeah, I like a, the Serpent Society. That's canon, isn't it? So yes, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Who was in there? There was like who was in the Serpent like Society? Like Copperhead Dude. and all. Copperhead.
1: Snake. Yeah, all these snake people. Viper. Yeah, was a weird,
0: weird thing in the. Marvel they are universe. Captain America villains though from the comics. Yes. Snake themed supervillains. Yes. Yeah, like Cobra, like GI yeah. Joe yeah. and Cobra. That is a weird thing. Wasn't that, wasn't that the fake name of Winter Soldier or Civil War?
2: Civil War, yeah. They, At one they point, originally were going to say it was Secret Serpent Society, and then they changed they're it to like, Civil just War kidding. just to f- fuck with people.
0: And now they're actually going to give you the this weird-ass Serpent Society. All right. this One of them looks like the, the Scorpio from G.I. Joe. Yeah. One yeah. of them was uh, Crossbones. Wasn't he in there? The oh, Society. old Frank Grillo. Oh, shit. I had a Frank Grillo story I was going to put in here. He's been uh, talking to i think james gunn and dc for a superhero role oh uh, yeah or is it the mcu i forget he's talking to one of them no, it's kinda, it's, oh, no it's he's kind of. he's he's left the mcu yeah it's dc i think he's kind of bitter what they, that crossbones didn't pan out and it didn't they kind of they just they killed him off and uh, didn't do anything with him when he could have had something Right? Do you think they could have done something with the crossbones instead of just fucking killing him off? As right when he came I, I never,
1: think, I never thought he should be crossbones, but uh, he should have been the Punisher. That's it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I mean, crossbones is fine. He got to be that. I think he's going to be. Uh, if he does sign up to DC, he's going to be a fucking uh, what Deathstroke.
0: Oh, he would be a good Deathstroke.
1: He kind of looks like Manu Bennett, who yeah. did. You no, but you in, had uh,
0: the man Gianello also in yeah, the, he, doesn't, know. Yeah. he doesn't want to do that anymore. In the Snyder in the Snyderverse. He's yeah. a
1: Snyderverse guy, so they're gonna yeah, scrap got, it and start, start it over.
0: In. Yeah. Anyways, that's some Joe Grillo rumors. Uh let's finish up with Joe some Joe Grillo. Joe Grillo. <laughs> Frank Grillo, <laughs> Steve and Joe, Grillo, oh, uh Russo, You know, Steve Grillo. Frank Grillo's brother, Joe. Isn't Joe Mangianello? Is that? Joe, what Ma- is? that's what I meant. Joe Mangianello Grillo. All Joe the Frank. Italians get to play Destro. Okay. Yes,
1: everyone. <laughs> every Italian gets a shot. Any,
0: yeah, Just Anyone with a vowel in the last name. And, uh, and Sebastian Maniscalco is going to play him next year. Yeah, and, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, Robert De Niro. Okay, what are we watching? Let's finish up. with What are we watching? We have to discuss uh, the Mandalorian real quick because, oh my lord, what is going on with this show?
2: Let me let me can I interject real quick yeah. my friend shout out to Edsel Yeah he sent us sent me and my friend uh a pic of something from this episode of Mandalorian. It might've been like two squid looking people. I don't know what it was. Okay. I've been watching and he goes, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) And and I said, I haven't been watching. I'm planning to plan to binge it on. He goes, it's a far cry from the spaghetti Westerns that we got used to in the
0: first two seasons. Yes. The spaghetti Western thing in the beginning was great. Mando being a badass, and he's kind of been sidelined. Yeah. This season. So Anthony, when you get to this episode, season three, episode six, chapter 22, called guns for hire. You are going to see Lizzo, Jack Black, and Christopher Lloyd, and it might take you right out of the fucking episode. The Jack Black Lizzo thing kind of took me out of the episode for a second. Crazy cameos. I like Lizzo. I mean, <laughs> her acting is—it's all right. It's not the—is you know, <laughs> it? Okay. It's not the. Uh, she she did SNL. Sure. Even on SNL, she was okay. Uh, but just like everybody gets a cameo now, I guess. It was fun. Uh, in a way, there's a droid bar where droids hang out.
1: Oh, my God. The writing, Imran, in this episode was so bad. It was completely pointless. It was. This what is, is the point of this fucking show? This
0: is CSI Mando or Law and Order Mandalorian's victims unit. Is They did a procedural uh, fucking Side quest for no apparent reason. And then at the end, they have a resolution of the Darksaber, that just, like, undoes things and kind of takes the air out of a climactic battle. Maybe that was promised, maybe not. I don't know. Fucking Grogu has done fuck all for the last five episodes. He just hangs around being cute. Yeah, just something up. Something's afoot so at the Circle K. That's why it's I not- think that Snyder rumor that Pascal got mad, I don't think we're going to see him take his helmet off ever in this season or maybe ever again. I don't know. Because well, I like has, to watch him polish his helmet. I like to watch when he polishes his dome. Yes, yeah. But I don't think we're going to see his face. He's he's you know he's doing the voiceovers. Uh, but that dark saber bit, kind of uh, 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 where he just goes, oh by the way, no, this is yours, Sabine. You something beat me? You beat it. It technically belongs to you. I was like, okay, really? You, this this came up. You could have mentioned this fucking five episodes ago. Yeah. What are you doing? So it was still like cheesy fun, but then i it's all over the place. What is the point? Like they're undoing a lot of things that we thought was going to be a big, like uh, a big showdown. Anyways, we'll see if they can stick the landing. Apparently yeah. there's two episodes left at Star Wars celebration. They showed clips or they showed the whole seventh episode. and People are like, this is the best episode of the season easily. Maybe they can wrap this up, but they got two chances left.
1: Look, I like Bo-Katan. Yeah, she's a great character. I think that you shouldn't make the whole show about her and sideline the Mando, but I understand what they're trying to do. But uh, yeah, the, just the it's not the Bo-Katan being a focus that bothers me because I actually am interested in seeing. It's just that they're doing the story kind of dirty, and they have these ridiculous episodes where it like it doesn't even like the whole purpose of this episode is that. Like, Jack Black and Lizzo, like, need the Mandos to solve a problem. And there's a loophole that allows them to do this. But I'm like, are you serious? Like, you couldn't figure out any other way to deal with this Stop problem? these rogue droids. And it, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I mean, Christopher And the Lloyd, way they resolve it is done. They go,
0: they, like, they just, they don't really do much. They found a card on the droid. And they're like, oh, we should go to this bar. It was so bar. dumb.
1: It was just dumb. And it then Christopher Lloyd
0: should have got a little bit more to do. It was fun seeing him, but he didn't even get to see yeah. his catchphrase. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the ending bit was what a lot of fans got all upset about. And it's, becoming very divisive. So,
1: I well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like what happens is we spend all these times on this side quest. Then you have to rush like this plot development into like a scene. That's like,
0: Oh, here is the thing.
1: There well, you so go. So
0: now she's back in charge. She's got her crew. She's got the dark saber. Let's go. They're going to get Mandela. Like, let it breathe
1: a little bit. No, let the shit. No. You
2: know, whatever. Culminate properly. Anyways. uh, All right.
0: Uh, What else? Anybody? Anthony, you watch anything fun?
2: Yeah, I'm. I've only I only watched one thing, but I'm in my full prep mode for the eventual 21st oh, century yes. action movie tournament, which quick little tease. If you are a Patreon member, we will be. Recording very soon the picks for that tournament, and uh, to prep I watched uh, Ong Bak. Oh, the w- Thai warrior for the oh, first great time. Great movie, and yeah, it's a uh, very very good action movie. I mean, the this guy Tony Jaws just dynamite. Just moves. You know, you've never seen anybody throw knees and elbows the way he does in a oh, movie. Oh shit! It's yeah, I good. thought. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I thought I was done seeing new shit and then all of a sudden this movie came out and I was like, Oh damn, someone can do some new shit damn. that I haven't yeah.
2: seen before. From two thousand and three, yeah. Two thousand and three, yeah, it was it was a good movie. It is a little in terms of the editing and the way it's um the sound and all that, it's a little corny at times. Oh yeah. But when whenever he's on screen doing action, it's it's pretty awesome. So Great, really good movie and uh, i think it'll it's
0: gonna be in i think there. it'll be in the tournament oh shit i gotta fucking uh, the research part of the tournament is the fun part but it's also daunting i gotta watch all these movies
2: and i'm if anyone can help me maybe rugs i, I was trying to watch old boy the 2003 korean uh-huh, movie and, and uh-huh. i can't there's not a, right now i can't find it on streaming really yeah
1: i mean i have it on i have it on dvd <laughs> dvd oh my <laughs> hey, god
0: where this movie it doesn't seem to be oh it's shit a, available yeah, uh, I, I would i would
2: go look at uh alternative uh we, i would maybe try we will, we will discuss after yeah. the show is done recording.
0: we might have <laughs> sure. to buy the disc we might have to fucking find the disc and order it from some fucking i, DVD I would love service. to watch the old original old boy but uh, oh interesting challenge we'll okay it. good challenge for the listener we can yeah. see old, old boy find the old boy Oh, boy. Okay. So that, that's all I've watched, though, Was Ong Bak. Okay, Ruggs, uh, you watch any Frank Grillo movies this week?
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> you did? Oh How did I know that? Oh, my <laughs> oh God. I
1: did. I watched the Lamborghini movie where he plays Lamborghini. Get the fuck out. And? um, It's a okay movie, I guess, if you're interested in cars and the car business. um, Like, the first half of the movie is, like, Young Lamborghini, which is not played by Frank Grillo. Okay. And then the second half of the movie is like, uh, Frank Grillo as, as, uh, Lamborghini. And he, basically, if you don't know the history of Lamborghini, he was actually a tractor maker. Okay. Made tractors. Okay. And Where's he discovered, tractor? like, he, he loved Ferraris and he discovered that a lot of the parts that he had in his tractors would work in oh. the Ferraris. Oh. And so he went to the Ferrari, he went to Ferrari himself, or in the movie he does, and says, Hey, I got parts we can start working together. He's like, and Ferrari's like, Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you off. you okay. fucking whack job. And he's like, oh. and he just got as as an Italian does, they get so he got so pissed. He's like, I'm gonna start my own spite company and <laughs> make a better car than his. And he ended up making a Lamborghini. Holy so. shit.
0: Oh, that's fun. That's a fun story. That was kind of
1: fun. And uh yeah. Ferrari and Lamborghini actually race each other. Oh, nice. Yeah. On the streets of Italy. And uh, for some reason, as a narrative. anyway, it's it's not a right movie, but like, it's funny because Frank it. and he tried <laughs> to act a little bit. So it was fun to watch that. I also watched uh, the, the, the rest of White Lotus, which also takes place in Italy. Oh, you've watched all of White Lotus now? All the seasons? Yeah. Ooh. No. Well, the, the second season. Yeah. Okay. You don't need to watch. It, they, they they don't continue. They oh. just kind of like maybe Self- one character carries over, but like they're not. It's not necessary to the story. self-contained
0: seasons. But in uh, the story. I okay. did
1: enjoy it. It uh, it w- wasn't like it wasn't like a fucking triumph by any means, but it was definitely entertaining. I've heard it's a great and show. Highly sexual and uh, in many ways. Okay. And in all the kind of ways you can get. But um, yeah, I thought it was very, very great. And I think that. uh If anybody watches that and doesn't want to go to Italy for a fucking vacation, I don't know where you're going.
0: Yo, talented Um. Mr. (laughs) Ripley sold me on Italy. You don't got to sell me. Yeah. um, Then the
1: last thing that I watched, which I didn't know was going to be so good, was season two of Vox Machina. Oh,
0: it's good, is it? It
1: is. Because I'll tell you why it's good this season. The first season, their bad guys were jack shit. All right. This season, they really have this like insurmountable fucking bad guy. The, all of the dragons, right? Yeah. They all team up and form a conclave. And they're like basically gathering up gold for the, they're basically pilfering every society for their, and, like burning them down and uh, for their gold. And so Vox Machina, which is this team of like ragtag, you know, Dungeons and Dragons characters right. um, have to team up to fucking, like, how are they gonna fucking beat these guys? The fucking dragon's like unstoppable. And uh, they, they resort to crazy shit and some of it works out. And uh, it's just now I'm like, I'm in. I wasn't in, I was like half in before. And now I'm all the way
0: thrusted, pushed in. Wow. Yes. I'm all the way <laughs> so in. So it has been renewed for a third season. And it's kind of crazy how this all started by the the YouTube Critical Role web series. Yeah. That, so this uh, was got uh, huge.
1: Yeah. This was basically the Critical Role where a bunch of people played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And they had these characters that were popular. People like knew the characters. So they decided to make an animated series out of it. And the first season was meh at best. But this season because they have this conclave of dragons to fight in the, it's like in such a, there's such an underdog position. Yeah. It actually makes you want to cheer for them.
0: Wow. Wow. And uh, it just
1: seems like so bleak. Like, how are they going to fucking oh, okay. do this? Yeah. So, I um,
0: oh, now I want to watch this. I never yeah. was into the D and D, but like, I've heard this is kind of good. So I don't
1: know. You're I'm so starting good. to get, like, I always had an affinity for, um, for like, you know, any kind of fantasy it doesn't have to be like fucking elves yeah. and shit, but like anything that takes me to another world, I'm yeah. always down for it. or even into the past or something, you know, anything that has shit like that. I can, where I can leave now and go to some, either the future, or the past or another dimension. I'm all about that because I just think it takes imagination and, and you can change the rules and then anything can happen. So it's fun like that. And so this is just one of those, one of those genres things that I could easily find myself escaping into okay
0: right on uh i've been catching up on some hip-hop shows that are Uh-oh. back that are fun yes uh dave season three little dickie show ld uh returns on hulu uh this fucking show is really good he he i listened to this interview with little dickie on a podcast and he talks about how he's inspired by the show Louie. Uh, remember the hbo show louis C. oh King yeah show louis sure. it, it's it's a lot like that same sensibilities uh the first two episodes are out i think it comes out on wednesday they're well, both louis was always depressing Is this always depressing this is kind of i mean it, there's some hopefulness but there's some like it's a mix of everything right uh the second episode this season is a great episode about him making this music video he's doing more rapping the songs are really funny Uh, But the second episode is great. There's a lot of great like one long shot takes of him wrangling these. He's making a video about his life and his first girlfriend that he got a crush on. It's fantastic. It's really smart. It's really well done. Like Dave is great. And then the other thing I started catching up on this is already out was the season three of uh, the Wu-Tang show on Hulu American Saga. This fucking show is great. Also, I don't know if it's real, but just the story behind the music and the songs. ODB. The season is a great character. Uh, and, uh, they, it's fun cause they're always watching old kung fu movies and like gangster movies in the show. Uh, you know, cause their whole Shaolin thing. Uh, but fucking Wu, the Wu Tang show is fantastic. Uh, all, so there's three seasons of that out. I'm making my way through that. Is it, is it gonna continue? I, you know, I don't know. After last season, uh, there was still like a little bit more to tell. And then this season it picks up where, Riza's got to produce all the solo albums and there's deadlines and there's different labels and they start their business gets bigger. Method Man's Tikal is already out, and uh they do a remix with Mary J, and it's blown up. So he's balancing all these things. Um it might I could see them doing another couple seasons. I think like four or five would be enough, but it, 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 my, the first season isn't even my favorite. The second season is great, but you gotta get through the first season. But it's a fucking it's a wild show, great story, great characters, like now, I just see these guys as the Wu Tang. Like, they do it so well, making <laughs> these, like, fictionalized versions. I might be
1: tempted to watch that, but I don't know if I can watch more than three seasons or
0: something. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if it's uh, going to get picked up or where they're going to end the story, but they're still in the height of the Wu Tang popularity. It's good. Good stuff. Uh, all right. That's it. Rugs, where are you living online?
1: <laughs> uh, at Really Rugboy on Twitter. Come follow me and say what's up. Retweet me. Uh. You can put your shoe
0: tongue in a slack hole. That's right. Whoa. Shoe tongue, I said. Shoe uh, tongue. Shoe tongue. Uh, yeah, links to all of that in the episode description here or on our website, jockernerd.com. Check it out. Most importantly, share the show, listener. Spread the geekery. Thank you for listening to the Jocker Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. <laughs> Ah, yes. I see that you know your
1: judo
0: well. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.